welcome to a special on-the-shelf episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so like we said on the last on-the-shelf episode, this is a second on-the-shelf episode because we decided that's what we should do. Uh, Especially because we were going to do a normal on-the-shelf, and then Rebecca was like, hey, I want a special seasonal on-the-shelf. So this is not just a special on-the-shelf, it's a special seasonal on-the-shelf. Holiday. Yeah. So, holiday slash winter coming type dealy. although I know some people, depending on where you live, will say winter feels like it's already here, so, you know. Um, I called an audible, which Rebecca didn't... I was like, what the hell's an audible? <laughs> she, she wasn't familiar with the terminology. I thought you meant, like, first I was like, the audible, like, the app, like, you want to read a, <clears throat> an, you want to listen to an audiobook? Yes, instead of doing the podcast... <laughs> We will just read an audiobook on the podcast like, and people listen to that. Very confusing. So I called an audible and I was like, I'm throwing a fifth beer onto this because we only had four like normal. And I'm like, I'm throwing in a fifth beer because to me, first of all, I want to have it on a podcast because I'm kind of excited about the beer. But second of all, to me, it seems like it'd be my type of seasonal holiday beer. And you'll see what we mean when we get to it. It'll be the last one. It's debatable. Yeah, we'll see. And you guys can kind of let me know. Send us an email, brewbowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you feel. And I think this, there was a lot more holiday beers out there than we initially thought. Well, there was a larger selection of um, styles, I would yeah. say. Because in the past, it's just all like, here's, you know, st- special stouts and here's like a winter warmer. And it's pretty much was just that type of stuff. Uh, but they were doing some more things. We don't have it in this lineup, but there was Flying Dog had like an Imperial Pilsner for the holidays. And that was that last year. That was their ho- oh, was it? family. I don't know. I taste. I sampled it last year. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was somewhere. it good? Do you remember? It was okay. Okay. You know, um, what was it? It's something about being with family. Sure. Like family drives you to drink. And, they, and Flying Dog <laughs> also has like a holiday pack. Yes. With like a gingerbread... Porter, um, uh, orange cranberry. Yeah, it was an orange cranberry something. Was and it a Goza? I think it was an orange cranberry maybe. Goza, actually. The, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, they do some of those packs. And I would have liked to be been able to just, like, grab that and do that. But then I was like, no, we should kind of see from yeah. more breweries. And also, I don't want to have a whole 12-pack. <laughs> I know. It's hard to make that commitment. And then, um, speaking of packs, um, Dogfish Head's holiday pack is always a a great one, too. Well, theirs is based around hops. Right. It's just like hoppy for the holidays, I I think is what they call it. Something to that effect. And it's just like all their hoppy stuff, like interesting hoppy stuff. So I like where they're going with that. Another beer we didn't select for the lineup, but I also think it's a great one, is Pennsylvania Tuxedo by Dogfish. Yeah, I I really do like that. I'm not huge on pine, people know that, but the pine level in that is, like, perfectly balanced with citrus, and it's a very nice beer. Very nice beer. Okay. All right, so let's get into the first one. So, speaking of different styles, this is, is one of those. This one's by Victory Brewing, which we don't have that many Victory beers on the show, I realize. And we should go there. Yeah, it's not that far for us, honestly. So this is their Winter Cheers, and they say it's a celebratory wheat ale. And the ABV is 6.7. They're out of Downingtown, Pennsylvania. So starting off nice and light. Victory's not that far from Longwood Gardens. 
Oh yeah. It's yeah, it's like a what, like a topiary garden or something. Yeah. Type I made Car- I made Carlin go there last Christmas, and I might do it again this year. So I mean, it was fine, but for me, something like that, like I'm I'm down with it for like maybe an hour, but but it gets tough after that. We I'm just like, that okay, long. I've seen plants. I, I mean, the cool thing about it is around Christmas time, they have um, lights up at night when it gets dark. So if you want to go see it, I would say just go during the dark. Or like when it's close to transitioning well, to dark. And that's what we did. Well, we had a lot extra, a lot more time before it got dark than I wanted. Well, you did not disclose that. But anyway, me. this winter cheers. <laughs> what does it look like? Oh, you might need to turn the light on behind I can you. see. It's very yellow. It is, and it's very clear. Yeah. Well, that's something I expect from Victory Beers. And Chloe... Oh, Chloe wants to sniff it. Yeah, she's sitting on the table, our cat. She's she wants to hang out. Chloe, what is see it? What's up? What does it smell like? <clears throat> yeah, she's intrigued by the smell. She must think it smells good. I think it smells slightly skunky, actually. I think it's, it smells very weedy. It smells like yeah. a half of bison. Yeah, it's got a lot of wheat to it. It's got a little bit of a medicinal note in there, a little bit of aspirin. I think it's very medicinal, not just a hint. Oh, it's got that aspirin. It's weedy. Yeah. A little bit of hay note on there. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't smell bad. To me, it actually smells a slight bit Belgian-y, too. Oh, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Maybe it's Belgian yeast. I don't know. Let me look. I don't know if it'll say it on here, but no. No, it doesn't say ingredients, so doesn't have much information, really. It's very easy to drink, that's for sure. It goes down very smooth. Um, kind of, uh, not a lot of body. Mm-mm. Um, but you get, like, the, the characteristics of, of like, a, a Belgian-style wheat. Yeah. Um, I don't know what spice that is. I don't know. It, it's, like, hay, wheat, that aspirin note. And I feel like the finish, it tastes kind of musty. You know what I mean? Like, if something you're like, that's old and musty. Like, it's kind of like a musty finish to it. It's weird. Oh, I don't know about that. I just want to go back to Longwood Gardens because... No. <laughs> we're beyond Longwood no, Gardens. No, we're not. I just want to... I thought it was beautiful. They have an indoor space that you can walk around and, like, little rooms. And it's just decorated for the holidays. And we did get there right before dusk. And then it was dark. And we walked around and saw lights. And it was beautiful. And there was a fountain show. Sure. So anyway, I'm a, is is the spice that you're trying to talk about kind of like a a, a very light allspice? Yes. Oh, that's kind of what it seems okay. like. Oh, inevitably, cat's bored. She She's left. out. <laughs> and at Longwood Gardens, we also saw one of their working cats. We did. Yeah, they actually have a bunch of working cats there who keep the mice down. Yeah. Um. Actually, funny enough that you are talking about it, we drank a victory beer there. Yes. They had a special, specially brewed for them victory beer. I think it's called like Blanco something, Ultra Blanco or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something that, to that effect. Yes. Yes, I think It was kind of like a weedy style beer mm-hmm. like, this. like this. Yeah. It was kind of like this. Although I, I liked that one more than this one. This one's, I mean, you have to be good with those notes. Like I don't, I'm, I don't like that aspirin note so much. I don't like a lot of hay to it and that kind of like musty I mean, finish. It's- not my style. I could drink it though. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it's actually probably great for the holidays because if you're buying beer for people and you don't know what they're going to drink, you have a craft beer, but this would also, I think, appeal to maybe someone who doesn't drink a lot of craft beer. Yeah, and I think I agree. it could be a party pleaser. Party pleaser. Party palate pleaser. Actually, that'd be a good beer name, party pleaser. It'd have to be an IPA, probably. Anyway, speaking of hoppy beers, our next one is a hoppy beer, and I think this was the very first beer released as a winter seasonal that was hoppy. Oh. If to to my recollection, if I'm correct about that, might yeah, I don't know, it may say something about that on there, but it's you um, know someone's gonna fact check you. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I'll fact check myself because it might be on the bottle. I don't know. But it's by Sierra Nevada out of Chico, California, and it's their Celebration Ale, which is a fresh hop IPA. And the ABV on this fresh hop IPA is 6.8%. Okay. So, ooh, man. so I have had this beer. It's been a long time. Um, like, okay. I'm talking like at least six years or so since I've had this beer. So it's six probably, years. yeah, it's probably, whoa, ooh. oops. That's pretty specific. Six years, at least I said. So probably. Why did you more say six and not like I don't know. five? So it's probably going to be like <laughs> having it for the first time. Yeah, basically. For the first time. It's like brown orange. Maybe it's a little hint of red. Yeah, it's like a brownish orange red. It's pretty clear. Yep. Ooh, piney. Yeah, it's got pine in there. But it's got a little bit of citrus mixing in there. I say like candied orange. Bingo. Bingo. Yes. Candied orange is a very good way to put it. Like okay. pine and candied orange, which is really appropriate if you're going to make yeah. it like a winter seasonal. It's like, can- those are like candied like orange peel that you would find in like a potpourri. Sure. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say, I don't think it does say on the bottle. Oh, oh, okay. They first brewed this in the winter of 1981. Wow. This is the year I was born. Wow. 37 years ago, they brewed this beer for the first time. So, yes, I am. I, I have to be correct in that. Oops. You're really. I'm knocking things around. Um, I have to be correct then in that that was the first hoppy winter beer, like released for winter. And. Good on you, Sierra Nevada, because other people have followed suit. It took a yeah. long time, but other people have followed suit. That's more for my type of folks. So, it smells really light, though. Like, it's kind of... Like, the malt the malt bill seems like it's super, super light and easy. There's not a ton of malt on the nose. It's just, like, all that pine and, like, the candied orange. And it, I think it smells really nice. So, I started drinking it. I think it's... a I really like it. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. It's definitely appropriate for this time of the year. I probably wouldn't like it any other time of the year because of the the tasting notes. Um, but which it, would be what? Which what, would you, be, what are you tasting in it specifically? I'm getting like, like brown sugar and caramel. Like I'm getting some of the, the pine and... You know, some citrus notes from hops, but I'm also getting kind of like those darker, um, warm and cozy flavors. Sure. I could see that. For me, those are really light because the pine and especially that like candied orange peel Mm -hmm. is really present, especially 
with the fact that there's a decent bitterness on there. So it you is. get that nice bite. And that reminds me even more of that candied orange peel because orange peel, if anyone's actually bitten into it, has a significant amount of bitterness. So this just that bitterness just kind of folds into that flavor to make you be like, ah, yeah, definitely candied orange yeah. peel. I don't think it's too bitter, though. Mm-mm. It's not, like, offensive or anything. No. I like this beer. And it's really easy, too. This is it's a- flavorful but easy. Again, this is another good party pleaser, I think. Why are you laughing at me? I feel like that's going to have to be, like, a test of yours. Like, every <laughs> beer will be, like, party pleaser or not party pleaser. Because, well, like... Everybody knows, like, you're planning a party or you're having people over and it's like, okay, what are you going to buy? Because, like, you want to – I don't know. At least that's how I feel like we are. It's like we want to have something that we're going to like, but then we also want to have something that would appeal to people that we're not really sure what they're going to like. I would dissent on that opinion, though. I I don't think it's a party pleaser just because if if it's – People who aren't into hoppy beers, they're not going to like it because the bitterness there is enough that people who don't really like bitter beers, hoppy beers, aren't going to be happy. Well, I mean, I don't think it – let me clarify. I don't think it's going to be like the only beer you buy for your party. Right. But I feel like it should be a beer for a your beer. party. So for the people who are into hops and can handle bitterness. That's, that's yeah. an appropriate holiday selection. This would not be a beer that would be liked – most likely by people who are huge into New England style IPAs. Right. Too much bitterness there for them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. So this is a brewery that we had on a lot for a stint of time, and then we've kind of intentionally stayed away from them because we had a lot of their beers on for a little bit. So it's actually been a while now since we've had them on, but it's Flying Dog. Like we talked earlier about the fact that they had an Imperial Pilsner, but we didn't go with that. Instead, Rebecca went with their K9 Winter Warmer, which is an ale brewed with cardamom, vanilla bean, and cocoa. Oh, there goes our cat. She's scratching scratching things. And it's 7.4% alcohol. Yeah, I went with this one because, again, it's like that winter warmer style, and I love cardamom. Yeah, well, we'll have to see how present this cardamom is in it. It looks like it'll definitely be maltier than the last two beers. And we, and we did try to go with, like, a, a variety, like Carlin said here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely tried to do that. We weren't going to just be like, let's get all winter warmers or yeah. let's get all stouts. All right. It's really, like, red, brown. Yeah. Could be, yeah. I can't really. I can see shapes through it, but I can't really, like, see through it. Hmm. Do you smell the carnival? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to. I need to. Clear my sniffer a little. This is our uh, reward for ourselves tonight, too, because we're recording the day before Thanksgiving, and we just had our own swoles giving, what we call it. Well, we go to the gym. Yeah, I just started doing that. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that every year. I'm going to be like, the night before Thanksgiving, we have to go to the gym, and it's called swoles giving. Well, the past past two years, we went to the gym on Thanksgiving. Yeah. We got up early. Oh, Carlos is. Yeah, don't jerking, twirl it on the table because you're jerking the, the table, table too yeah. much. We got up and went to the gym on Thanksgiving, came home, showered, got in jammies, drank coffee, watched the parade. Yeah, man. So, oh, okay. I, so, I, yeah, smell it. I feel like I'm not really smelling anything. I just kind of smell like malts and beer. I mean, like it's just like it's not sm- really. It smells malty. I definitely smell the cocoa in there. 
um, and I smell some a little vanilla. I smell no cardamom that I can tell. And I get a little bit of a quick citrus hop flash in there. Yeah. I just don't. I'm not getting much of anything, really. Actually, me, that citrus hop flashes. Residuals from Celebration Ale. Probably not, but. Yeah, it's a. If you just keep sniffing it, it's just like kind of a little bit cocoa maltiness. Kind of like, it's just benign. Hmm. And how's it taste? Benign. There's not much going on with the body. It's very thin, especially for what it is. There's really not much going on in this beer in general. Yeah. It's got, I don't know, it's got, it's, it's got a bit of a bitter finish. It's, I don't know. I get a little of the cocoa, it's but. Just like, it's like just a multi- non-flavorful beer with a thin mouthfeel. I get no cardamom. No, I don't either. Actually, as I keep drinking it, that cocoa is coming off like it's like powdered dark chocolate. I was just going to say, no, I was going to say the exact same thing. It definitely feels more like chalky. Yeah. Like. It does. Maybe almost like someone put like a scoop of cocoa powder in there. Mm-hmm. And you're getting like yes. kind of like that feeling. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's really drying, and yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like it's leaving a residue on your tongue when you're done sipping it. I can't say I like it. I can't say I don't like it. Yeah, I don't dislike it. Once again, like, this is one where, like, if I was involved in, like, a conversation, I could just drink it and kind of ignore it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be good for a party again, though. Was this party pleaser for you? I mean, it wouldn't. Be pleasing to my party. I gotta be honest. Or I, my palate. Hey, rinse me. Oh, yeah. I um, I don't really get vanilla. No. I definitely don't get cardamom. So, it's really missing the mark on what it's promising yeah. based off the label. So, yeah. yeah. I still think these three beers could be a good party lineup, though. Because it would be something for everybody. It is a party lineup because we're going to party after this. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not. Yeah. We're going to lay on the couch and watch Sabrina. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Okay. So the next beer, which was going to be our last beer until Carlin called the Audible, is by a brewery who we haven't really had on the podcast all that much. We have not had much of their stuff. But this is a stalwart for this time of year. A lot of people know about this beer. A lot of people go out and seek it as soon as it hits shelves. And it is Trogue's Independent Brewing's Mad Elf, which is an ale brewed with honey and cherries. And the ABV is 11% on this bad boy. So for me, this was like a must-have on this lineup. For our region, I we think so. that too. Um, for being in Maryland and not being all that far from Trogue's. And the fact that we were big Trogue's fans for a while. Yeah. I mean, well, we, st- we still, still like... Are, yeah. We still like Trogue's, but I mean like... We would make several trips to Trogues. Yeah, like, we haven't been there in a while. Honestly, we were with Trogues when back when um, before they moved to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and they were in Harrisburg, and they were in a really small facility, and they have this um, line of beers called the, their Scratch series, and there's a it's a number batch. It's just kind of their pilot beers that they'll usually just serve in the tap room and then have bottles of it available there for purchase. Um, every now and then they'll send them out somewhere else. But I remember going there when they were in Harrisburg and trying a bunch of their scratch beers. 
Right now, I think the last one I had of theirs was their number 328 of their Scratch series. And I remember us having single-digit Scratch beers. Yeah. Like, that's how long ago we were going to Trogues. Um, I remember, I think the one I remember most was number nine, which was, I think, an espresso oatmeal stout. That one was awesome. And then their number 25, which was a mustache rye. It was like a rye hoppy beer. It was really awesome. They've done a lot of really cool stuff with that Scratch series, but, you know, unfortunately can't try it all. Oh, I almost yeah. just started drinking it. What? You just I'm want just, to get these beers in your I'm mouth. just enjoying the conversation and feeling You want jolly. to be at a party. You're thinking party pleaser and like, you're just going to the beer. <laughs> just, okay, so let's look at it. It's oh. quite red. It Which, is. It's very red, actually. Well, I mean, it's got cherries, but it's very clear it's like, as it's well. It's like an amber. Yeah. Yeah, it's red and clear. It's my, I feel like it smells like cherries. Yeah, no, it definitely smells like cherries. And I also feel like it looks, just swirling it in my glass, the viscosity looks thinner than I remember. Well, you know, they, over time, breweries will tweak recipes. It's been, in all fairness, a long time since I've actually had Mad Elf. Yeah, it's so been a long time. they could have made several tweaks. I do smell a lot of cherry in there. But it's not like a tart cherry. No. It's it's more like those, you know, it's like maraschino shit cherries. I wouldn't say maraschino for me. No, you know I the would. the the like darker flavored cherries. Yeah. You know, it's like really light flavored yeah. cherries and dark flavored. To me, it's more of like a dark flavored cherry, which may be because of how the malt plays with the smell to make it a little bit brown sugary at the kind same like, time. Um, the cherries that you would get in like a black forest cake. Yeah. Wait. No. Don't they use maraschinos for that? At no. least in the U.S., I think they do. I don't think so. I no. think they okay. use dark cherries that are, like, soaked in things. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I also am definitely getting the honey. The more I smell it, though, it smells a little like cherry chapstick. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, it does. There's a lot of cherry on that nose, though. Like, a lot of cherry. Mm. And there's a decent sweetness coming through. I don't really smell any bitterness. It does smell syrupy, but it doesn't smell astringent. So I just took my first sip, and I have to say, I'm liking this better than I remember. Oh. I feel like when I had this beer before, it had, um, it was really, it was too syrupy. Like, the, it was too yeah. thick. And um, now I feel like you're getting some of the, it's, it's sweet. It's definitely more of like, I think, a dessert type beer. Um, cause you're getting this, the sweetness from the honey, you're getting the sweetness from the cherry. Um, I like it. It definitely seems more thinned out from what I remember. Mm -hmm. And that does help because especially when you have cherry and then it's really viscous, it just reminds you of like cough syrup. Yeah. Agreed. And that's never a good memory. That's never a good association. So... <laughs> It's a never good memory of no, no, drinking no, no. cherry cough syrup no. as a kid. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm finicky with cherry as a flavor. Yeah. So if you're going to put it in a light like cough syrup, that's an immediate no for me. Hard no. It's a hard no. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm liking how this is drinking. It's not bad. Um, it's it's good. if you If you're a fan of cherry, you're going to enjoy this quite a bit. There's a decent kind of kick of sweetness that goes along with the cherry. It's relatively clean. The finish is a little astringent and a little bitter. Yeah. And for me, 
the fact that it finishes that way and like the cherry and the sweetness don't linger as much as the bitterness does. No, I'm not. It's just a little off-putting. I'm not off-putting. perceiving bitterness as much as you are. It's a solid beer, though. I mean, it definitely is warming me, solid. that's for sure. Well, it's 11%. Do you think yeah. it tastes like 11%? I I don't know about 11, but I definitely can tell. That there's alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I there, mean, I would say yeah. 9, 10. I don't know if I would say 11. There is a little alcohol but, heat that yes. you can perceive every sip you take. So Every sip you take. But, as with a lot of, you know, higher ABV beers, as you continue to sip it, your perception of that alcohol bite kind of comes down. So, it's yeah. pretty solid. I remember some holidays having this and being like, ah, on the fence about it. Well, and then, you, oh, sorry. I was going to say you can, about mixing it. Oh, yes. I was going to say, do with you remember Dream that? So if you do like half Mad Elf, half Dreamweaver, and they call it a Mad Dream. Well, their Dreamweaver is just their wheat. That's their wheat ale. Yeah. It was my first love. I don't remember how that was. I remember liking it. At that time, we had it and mixed it. Um, I remember liking that better than just plain Mad Elf. Yeah, actually. I should have got that for this episode. That would have been Yeah, cool. that would have been uh, cool. That would have been a good idea. We didn't think about that, though. Um. Although now that you say it, when you say it was your first love, yeah, I think Dreamweaver Wheat by Trogues was the first craft beer you liked. Yes, it was. That's why I just said that. That's crazy. Well, I'd forgotten until you just said yeah. that, and then it just clicked, and I was like, that was her first yeah, you never, craft beer she fell in love with. You never forget your first love. Well, and it makes sense because we we still have the, the Dreamweaver he- yes. like, wheat, uh, Hefeweizen glass. glass. Yeah. Yeah. It was my first love. When was the last time you used that? You need to use that. Yeah, because it's like kind of buried in the back. It's a big glass. Yeah. Too big to not be used, really. Okay, so here okay. is the Audible. So this is my Audible, and I it's th- the same. I still think that's made up. I think it's the it same brewery. It's Trogues Independent Brewing as well, out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I was excited to pick this up. We picked this up from Pizza Boy Brewing in Enola, Pennsylvania, when we were there. Less than a week ago yeah. right now. And I was very excited about this. And I was reading the ingredients and I was like, you know, this to me does say winter. For me, for for my taste, this is the type of beer that says winter for what I want in a beer. And it is Trogue's Blackberry Tizzy. And it is a um, sour ale fermented with blackberries, apricots, and brown sugar. And then aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla beans. And it is 7.8% alcohol, which is interesting because with the aged in bourbon barrels portion, you would think it'd be higher, but 7.8. So it says to me it could be quite sessionable, which I'm hoping for. I have had a few sours by Trogues, and I have never been disappointed. What was the peach one? All right, hold on. Ugh. Oh, it's got it's cork and caged, everyone. So, oh man, this, this cork's giving me a little trouble. Cork's giving me a hard time. Get it, fight it. Oh, it's Don't. coming. It? It's coming. I'm so nervous. Oh, it goes. Ooh, man, I felt like I was like turning red trying to pull that second workout. Thing out. <gasps> I love the label on this. It's so pretty. This is a cool label. 
I tell you what I don't like is their rolled lips on their yeah. bottles because it makes it hard to pour because the liquid, when you slow down the pour, wants to hug the roll. And so it starts going backwards and it makes it very easy to drip. Yeah. So I don't like that roll on that bottle lip because it's well, a big one. What was the Trogue's sour one with the peach? Fuzzy. Freaky peach. Freaky peach. That was That was really awesome. Good. I think we talked about that on one of our Saver wrap-ups. Yeah, we had, because we had it at Saver, yeah. didn't we? And we had their wild outfit a saver as well. I think it was yes. like the year before that. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get their sour stuff. It's it's very hard to find it, as you say, in the wild. Uh, <laughs> usually you have to go specifically to their brewery in Hershey in order to get any of their uh, barrel-aged or sour stuff. So it's hard to get, but, you know, what does this look like? Brownish, reddish, yeah, hazy. Like it's it not, it's not clear. A little, uh, little sediment in there. This smells so complex. <sighs> it doesn't smells, it? It smells smooth AF, doesn't like, it? I mean, it's just like, like layer. You can Ooh. tell there's me just layers upon layers of flavor. Ooh. Like I'm definitely getting. I'm definitely getting vanilla. I feel like the vanilla presence yeah. is very strong. I'm definitely getting fruit. I wouldn't necessarily pick out blackberries, um, but something dark like that. And um, I'm getting some of the, um, like the vanilla caramel that you're probably, probably from the bourbon barrel. This smells like a kick-ass parfait. It, it just smells delicious. It smells like a parfait to me. Like it's got, like the blackberry in there is very jammy. Mm -hmm. It smells like blackberry jam. So it's kind of sweet. Um, you have, like you're saying, like a nice vanilla, which kind of mirrors like a yogurt in there. Yeah. And then you have that bourbon, which is giving a caramelly note and a little bit of the oakiness in there, which is kind of playing off as kind of like a caramelly honey granola. So to me, this smells like a really light, flavorful parfait. Yeah. It smells delicate. It smells clean. It smells Awesome. Oh, God, this smells so damn good. I just took my first sip. I love this beer. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's gosh. so good. That is, for being a sour beer, that's crazy smooth. It's hardly sour. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you get a little tartness. Yeah. We didn't taste mention the brown sugar. Do you feel like you're getting? I'm getting more on the taste than I did on the smell. Yeah, yeah. I felt I felt like the on the smell, the brown sugar was kind of getting lost in kind of like the the sweetness from the bourbon, like those caramelly oaky notes from the bourbon barrels. Uh, but when you're actually drinking it, oh, Rebecca needs a little more. This is really good. Now, answer this question: Does this say winter beer to you? Yes, it does. See, actually. yes, it's very yeah, yeah, man. Mm. Um, I mean, dark fruits like uh, brown sugar, vanilla, oak. It's very easy to drink, though. I almost want yeah. there to be like there's just uh, something quite. It, I love it. I really, really do. But there's something that's missing. Um. I think I want a little more aggression from the fruit. You know, like there's just some one, one note I wanted to pop out a little bit more. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe that, I don't know. I think the fruit. 
It's just, still it's still really good though. Like a little more sour, a little more fruit driven sourness. I'm I'm really surprised that it's good though. Because yeah, I'm not getting much of any sour. I mean, there's a little I get bit. It. Of, no, it's like it is a very light sour. Yeah, and it's interesting though because. So there are sour beers that I drink, and I get the sourness tingling around the sides of my tongue, or like the back of my tongue. It hits in different places based off the off each different beer. So this one, I just get it pricking up my my um, taste buds mainly in the front half center of my tongue, hmm. and it's nothing along the edges. There's no like tingle in my jaw. That's usually for like super sour stuff. It's just kind of interesting where where it's playing on my tongue with the sourness is not typical for me. It's it's unique. Okay. Well, this is a, a mm. pretty good lineup. I, get, I feel like you get a, a good woodiness in there, too. Oh, you want to keep talking about this beer. Yeah, no. There's like, <laughs> well, like you said, it smells complex. It's it very, is complex. It is very complex. There's a lot to pick apart. You yeah. do get that blackberry jam in there, but it's... So it's kind of like it's bookended. The jam's in the middle of each flavor. So the beginning of it is like a hit of vanilla. Yeah. Then it's the like blackberry jam. And then the end is kind of like the brown sugar mixing with the, the oak. oak. And yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So that's kind of how each sip plays out. And I think there's room for this at my, at my party too. Because I feel like this would be the beer that you save when some people are leaving. And then the craft beer nerds stay behind. And then we open this as like mm. the dessert. So the theme of this isn't so much on the shelf holiday, it's Rebecca's holiday party. <laughs> That's what it really is. These are the beers Rebecca's gonna have yeah. at the holiday party. It's a kick ass party. Email brutal battle podcast yeah. at gmail.com to RSVP. <laughs> no. Yeah. Kyle okay. Norman will probably email. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be there. Okay, you wanna rank them? Yes. I don't think this is going to be that hard for me, honestly. Nope. It's not going to be hard. Okay. I already know it. Go. So my number one, no surprise, Trogue's Blackberry Tizzy. Um, Well, I'll restate what the full thing is. Sour ale fermented with blackberries, apricots, and brown sugar aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla. We didn't talk about the apricots. Are you getting apricot? I um, Not really. No. Not really. Um, okay. So that's so, your number one. Yeah, that's my number one. It's really tasty. It's really complex. It's smooth, smoother than you would think. Uh, it's great. My number two has got to be the Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. That hoppiness is really nice. It's light, but it's flavorful. The pine and the citrus, the... Just the, the, I don't get it often, super often in beers, but like the candied orange peel is very tasty in that. That's my number two. It's very nice. Uh, my number three has got to be the Mad Elf then. The Mad Elf is quite good. Um, like I said, like darker cherry flavors. Uh, I'm a fan of that. I dig it. It's pretty good. And then after that, my number four is going to be the Winter Cheers. It's just kind of like... You know, it's a, it's a wheat beer that's got a little bit of kind of like a Belgian influence with that medicinal note. I could see where some people would really like it. I'm okay with it. I don't, like, love it. And then coming up the rear is the K9 Winter Warmer by Flying Dog. This beer is not what it promises to be. 
Um, I wouldn't buy it, to be honest. Um, it just tastes like a malty beer that someone threw dark chocolate cocoa powder into. And it's, yeah. yeah. But I'm actually, my lineup, my ranking is exactly the same. Mm. Um, there you go. The only thing I wanted to add that, um, you know, the victory winner cheers definitely has, it does have more of like holiday spice, you know, that you have from maybe yeah. other, um, types of beers of, of that same, you know, flavor profile. And then, um, the canine winter warmer, more car. I mean, I, I just not detecting any cardamom, which was a disappointment. No. Um, Are you getting vanilla either? Because no, there's supposed I'm not to be vanilla much in there. I vanilla feel like beans specifically. It's literally just like a beer. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's almost a, just a nondescript beer. Yeah. You're right. It's it didn't offer really anything. It's it's a throwaway. Yeah. Not not into. So, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Um. So. The more I sip on the blackberry tizzy, by the way, I am getting more of the bourbon itself. And that's that's a good thing. It's good. It's just like the more you drink it, you're, it starts presenting itself in different ways, I feel like. And it's nice. It's really nice. I like it. Um, Trogues, you're batting a thousand when it comes to your sours and, and me. Yeah. Well, barrel-aged stuff in general, whether it's their sour stuff aged in oak barrels or it's their, you know, spirit barrel-aged, um, like, stouts and stuff like that. We had the imp- impending descent, descent on at one point. It was our um, episode after we came back from du- um, from the Rehoboth Beach. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, cool. And big ups to Sierra Nevada. Um the fact that you guys did celebration in 1981, the year I was born, is pretty awesome. You guys were pushing the envelope. Actually, I mean, they were pushing the envelope for a long time. They've done a lot of envelope pushing stuff. And people out there don't sleep on Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. They do really good yeah. stuff. It's very consistent. And they're putting out new stuff that is always at least really solid. I know it's easy to get caught up in the what's the new brewery, what's the yeah. new style. But if you go back to some Sierra Nevada stuff, it's really good. And I've said it a few times on this podcast, I know, but their straight stout is probably the best straight stout out there. It's phenomenal. An oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. We still have that um, narwhal pack, don't we? Ooh, yeah, we do. We can tease that. We'll do. We'll do that as an episode at some point. People, uh, well, if some at least someone, if you can email in. Let us know, what do you think we should do with this? Should we just make it its own episode, or should we roll it into something else? But we have a three-pack that we got two years ago, I believe, at um, Sierra Nevada's brewery down in, was it three three miles? Is that what it's called? The one in, in North Carolina. Three Rivers. I think it's no, three rivers. Mill, Mill Rivers. River Mills. Something like that. I'm sorry. River Mills or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> is it on here, actually? Could I just be, like, saying stupid stuff for no Three reason? Rivers is... Mills River. Mills River. Mills River. I'm saying Three is Rivers is the Bissell Brothers' yeah, second sorry. location. Mills River. Yeah. So we, we were at their facility in Mills River two years ago. We picked up a three-pack of their Narwhal, and it was one aged in bourbon barrels, one aged in rum barrels, and one aged in red wine barrels, which, another thing... Yeah, their Narwhal Imperial Stout is very good. 
So I don't know how those three are going to play out. I'm assuming very good. But how should we integrate this? Should it should just be its own episode? I could see it doing that. Own thing. So brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. But anyway, um, I want to drink more of these beers. I already poured myself more Mad Elf. Really, I'm mainly interested in just the celebration and the black t- blackberry tizzy. Maybe a little bit of the Mad Elf, Elf actually. Is tasty. Yeah, maybe a little Mad Elf. Yeah. It's just usually not my thing. Cherry, but I know I don't cherries. Um. Anyway, do you have anything else you need to wrap up with? Um. Check us out on Instagram. Um. And that's about it. So, um, we love you. Thanks for listening, and please remember to keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 